Hi everybody, my name is Eric with Smart Pot Fabric Planters and welcome to The Growing Revolution. Uh, we've got a great episode where we're going to be talking all things Smart Pot with our president, Kurt Rieger. Kurt, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me, Eric, and thank you for, for hosting the, uh, the, the Smart Podcast and, uh, and educating people. Well, it's a, it's a great uh, series. The, the, this is meant to be uh, entertaining, informational, uh, and hopefully inspirational. So well, uh, let's get into hopefully this. Hopefully I can be all three. <laughs> I know you will. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so tell me a little bit about your background pre-high caliper growing. And in case uh, you aren't familiar, high caliper growing is the parent company of the Smart Pot. Uh, planter. Uh, what were you doing before Smart I've worked in uh, New York City with Merrill Lynch for a while and um, then before that had uh, gone to college and uh, graduated from um, from uh, Vanderbilt University in Nashville and then uh, also have an MBA degree from uh, from University of Pennsylvania Wharton. Okay, I didn't so, know you were a Commodore. Uh, it, well, you know, every football season we come out. No, that's a joke. <laughs> so um, that's, uh, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, yeah. But I did not uh, study horticulture or, any, or anything, you know, like that. Mm -hmm. But um, um, anyway, and my father had a tree farm. Uh, he had also worked at Merrill Lynch and he did, did an early retirement and started growing trees. Pretty quickly figured out, well, anybody can grow trees, but you can't move them around. You know, the, the key to successful nursery business is not just growing the tree, but being able to harvest it and deliver it in, in good condition. And harvesting trees and delivering them is quite a challenge. So he started experimenting with fabrics and how he could contain the root structure of the fabric so that he could move the plant around. and started working with fabrics hoping that a fabric would allow water to pass through but would hold all the roots in so because it takes two three four years to grow the tree it's growing maples oaks you know um so the water would pass through yet the roots would stay contained and you could easily then pick it up and move that he started making containers in 1980 so a long long time ago and he harvested the first trees in 1982. So they sat out there for two years and they were a bunch of maples and oaks and various species, um, river birds, stuff like that. Uh, two years later, 1982, they started to harvest and the first thing they noticed was that roots were just pouring through the fabric. They were all over the place. And this is all in the ground, nothing above, just in the ground, trees growing in the ground. Uh, roots pouring all over the place, but they dug pretty easily in the fabric container and the more they started to look at the roots, they realized, well, these aren't regular, normal roots. These are roots that had actually been pruned, and they were fibrous roots and feeder roots, and they came off very easily. And then when they took the fabric off, they realized that they had root pruned the root structure of the plant and forced that root structure to fiber and fill, and it actually had built a healthier root structure on the plant because of the fabric. Mm -hmm. So it took another two years then for them to figure out, well, this could be a saleable product. This might be a product that other nurseries, other tree growers might want. So we incorporated in 1984, and I was in New York at that time, 
And then in 1985, I thought, well, you know, one of these days I'd like to run my own business. That'd be cool. You know, like to be an entrepreneur and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, before I knew any better. Um, anyway, so I came back and started to run the, the company. And at that time, my dad operated the company out of the basement of his house. So, so the first thing I did when I came back, we went and I got an office, a one-room office. Because um, I wasn't going to go over to mom and dad's house. You know, after going to, to college and graduate school, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm working out of dad's basement, you know, you know going over to mom and I, I couldn't do that. So, so we got a, 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 an office and started, you know, started, started working. And, and some of the customers that we uh, got in 1984, we still work with today. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of amazing. And it's great to still be in touch with, with some of these nurseries, you know, tree growers, some of the best tree growers, plant growers in the country, plantsmen in the country, to have had a company that has a continuous history with some of the greatest plant growers in the country. It, it is, that, I'm very proud of that, and that's, uh, and, and that's nice. At first, we did not make the product here, and at that time, we called it the root control bag, by mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. So our company was Root Control Inc. It was a root control bag, and it was very controversial. We had a lot of product quality issues. The bag was not nearly as as good as it because before the bag know. for people who aren't familiar with tree farming basically when you harvested the tree out of the ground you would need a four you know pronged a tree spade tree you spade, tree spade. Yeah. uh to dig mm -hmm. that out yeah. you need a skilled operator to to, to run tree that spade is a expensive piece of equipment mm -hmm. and you need a skilled operator to run a tree spade it's an expensive piece of equipment you don't want somebody who you just hired out there turning on the tree spade that's dangerous you yeah you get somebody seriously hurt and then after you dig the spade that's a great big ball mm -hmm. you've got to know how to cinch that ball together wire it together burlap it together mm -hmm. and fasten it correctly so that you can move it around which means you're going to need some pretty serious equipment yeah. to do that and an operator and all that kind of stuff yeah and and that big so. root ball uh you're not able to pack nearly as many trees onto a truck as you yeah, would in a all, nice yes. small root ball right, in right, right. Uh, the so root those, control those were bag. all the arguments that uh, we you know made at the time yeah. yeah yeah so so the origins are in the tree farming industry how did the you know retail product smart pot come about it took a long time we were 15 years, um, so from about um, 1984, 85, uh, until about the year 2000, we only had the root control bag, which was only an in-ground bag for, for, um, for tree growing. And um, I didn't really think, we didn't think that it would work, but we never really thought about it above ground. But then over those years, mm -hmm. there would be customers just inevitable. They would grow trees in the ground, they'd harvest them, but then something would happen and the load wouldn't get picked up or they would still be there and, you know, somebody would order these maple trees and then, then the next thing you know, it's a year later and they're still sitting out there. Well, they were still doing pretty well. And then it might be two years later and those, some of those oak trees, they're still doing okay. And if you threw some fertilizer on them, they'd perk up and, and, 
the roots haven't so, gone <clears throat> circling like they would in a plastic nursery pot. That's exactly right. They didn't go circling like they would in a plastic nursery pot, nor did the ball fall apart as it would if you had dug that ball B&B right. and had it sitting in the lot for a year or two. It just kind of start to rot and fall apart. Well, those things didn't happen, So, but we're kind of slow on the uptake here. So it took us 15 years to notice, you know, those are still doing okay. Yeah. And then we had a, customer, a particular customer down in uh, the Tampa, Florida area, Sun City, um, who called us up and, and and said he wanted to try some above ground. Mm -hmm. that, and he'd kind of gone through, this is a long-term customer, he's kind of gone through some of this process. But he wanted it made slightly different and, and you know, a heavier bottom, and he had some. So I didn't think it would work. But, you know, if he wants to do this. The customer's know, always the right. The customer's always right. So sure, we'll make, you know, we made him, we made him a few hundred mm -hmm. and sent it to him. And then almost immediately, meaning meaning a month or two later, he called up and said, you know, I think this is really going to work. Make me another 500. Mm -hmm. So, you know, sure, we, we can do that. You know, I still didn't think it would work because, you know, it's above ground. It's a fabric's going to dry out. It's going to blow away. And when I asked him about that, you know, his response was, well, he let me worry about that. I, you know, if it's going to dry out, well, I've, I've got a whole system here to irrigate. You know, don't worry about that. Mm -hmm. you know, it's going to blow. Look, I've got a whole stake and go, you know, we've got you covered here. So um, he started doing that. And then a year later, he started doing it in a much bigger way, meaning, you know, quite a few thousand. And he was growing with, trees? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. maples, oaks, uh, citrus, actually. Mm -hmm. He did a lot of citrus. Um, and, and he's a commercial tree grower. And those guys are still commercial tree growers today. Mm -hmm. So they're a large commercial farm. Nice. Um, so, so. so, yeah, you, you just uh, – it's, it's a – kind of an accidental evolution, uh, well, learning about the product and it what it can do. It is accidental and an evolution. However, we knew a fair amount, you know, when, when he grew the trees out there and the roots branched and pruned, we already knew that, oh yeah, they're going to branch and well look, they're doing that above ground as well as, well, it's air root pruning as opposed to pruning by the fabric, but we knew all about root pruning and root um, the root enhancement. Mm -hmm. So, so it was an easy step for us to look at it and say, "Oh, those maple trees are root enhancing. This root, this oak tree has a much better root structure because it is air pruning as opposed to in ground pruning. But root pruning is root pruning, and we had been been you know preaching root pruning for 15 years. Mm -hmm. So we recognized that very quickly. Nice that 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 this was working." Um, nice. Now, uh, the, you know, the, the product was called, uh, the, the, the root, the root, root control, control bag. bag. Yeah, which is a terrible name. Be, but... Before it became the, the smart pot. Now, can you tell us how the smart pot name came about? That's kind of a cool story. Well, the same, it was the same, the same customers. Oh, okay. The same guy. Um, so, you know, we're making, we start by this time we're making, you know, 10,000. He was putting out 10 or 20. Had ten or twenty or thirty thousand, you know, bags. It was, you know, fair size farm, uh, all above ground in these root control bags. So that was the above ground root control bag. So we called it, of course, the above ground root control bag. You know, that's logical. Logical. 
you know, so we had banners and posters made up the above ground root control bag. And I went to a to a trade show somewhere. I can't remember. I want to say like Philadelphia or somewhere. And it was just painful mm-hmm. to, you know, the above ground root control. It, it was just very industrial, very industrial, very. And this was a show that had a number of uh, garden riders, had a a real kind of retail orientation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I came away from that show thinking, uh, you know, this just isn't working. I just above ground, it's just terrible, you know, because it again, doesn't roll off the tongue. Well, we <laughs> had always worked for 15 years. We'd worked in the uh, on the uh, the nursery, the industrial side. We mm-hmm. never dealt with the public. And, and farmers so, are very straightforward farmers people. Are, yeah, to you, the you point. say we're controlling roots yep. with this bag and we're trying to control roots. Yeah. And, and you're only talking to, you know, the, the farmers and not just farmers, but nursing people who are just growing oak trees or something. So it's a fairly limited audience. Yep. You can call it whatever. Well, we realized that we needed a name. So I called up um, the, the guy, our customer in Tampa, in uh, Sun City, and said, hey, this above ground root control bag is just, just terrible. It's not working in any way. Uh, and, you know, you've got 30,000 of these out. We gotta have a name. What? You know what? What are we? What are we going to call it? And mm-hmm. he, he says he's a, a, a French guy's originally from Morocco, and uh, so he has a pretty strong accent. And he goes, "Yes, the name is not so good. I, I I call you tomorrow." You know, so I you know well I'll be darned if the next day the phone rang, it was him, and he said uh, you should call it the smart pot because when I use it I, I think I am smart. It, it distributes the water evenly for me and it root prunes and I can be sitting in my office but my trees are root pruning and building a better root structure so when I use it I am smart so call it the smart pot. And this was of course before all the world got smart stuff. You know, I mean there was a smart car but that's about it. There certainly mm-hmm. were no smartphones. There were you know, everything else now was smart. Well, mm-hmm. so this, as far as I can tell, this was the second smart item out there, other than that that the punky little European smart car. Yep, sounds like and, it. Uh, so, uh, so uh, at the time, though, I thought, <coughs> excuse me, I thought, you know, gosh, that sounds like a great name, but could it be so great, or am I just so? I had about ten other names. Mm-hmm. And I wrote them all down and um, put the smart pot in at about fourth or something, and uh, passed them around to you know the people, who, the few people here, and everybody of course all the smart pots. That's the name. That's the name that we uh, and I actually still have. I was going to show you. I have a. This is our price list from uh, from this one is from 2000. Price is effective uh, December 17th, 2000. From our old address and old uh, root control, uh, you know. So uh, prices have gone up a little bit. Since well, then. not that much, actually, not that much. And these, the, the pricing here, you got to remember this. We only dealt with wholesale nurseries, mm-hmm. so these were wholesale prices, and there was no such thing as retail. Yeah, and yeah, so, they're they're buying so, thousands and yes, thousands yes, at a time yeah, versus yeah, onesie you know, twosies. The, yeah, the guy in Tampa is buying. 10,000 at a time. Yep. So you like it when, you know, when, when the phone rings and, and he needs to order, that's 
that's that's nice. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So smart pots are very popular for growers of all types of plants, uh, but especially popular in the cannabis industry. Uh, how did that all come about? Well, we once we realized it was above ground, we started, you know, to pitch to anybody who might might uh, might you know be interested in growing. The first entity that actually started to do this in a, in a larger way was a company called Gardner Supply in Vermont, who's still a customer of ours today. We contract manufacture a lot of mm -hmm. Gardner Supply's products. And they just, they wanted to grow potatoes, just a potato bag. And I thought, well, that's the craziest thing I've ever heard. Why would you just make a bag just for potatoes when there, you could grow anything? You grow a maple tree, you know, why, why limit it to potatoes? And of course, they were on the complete other page saying, listen, we're just telling our customers to grow potatoes and only for our customers to grow potatoes. And it worked really, really, really well. And of course, they're the smart ones and I was not because when you tell people to grow something unique, mm -hmm. they actually understand and they get into it and they pretty quickly figured out, oh, I can grow potatoes. I could also grow garlic could grow onions, I could grow all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, so they were ahead of us. So we started to realize, well, more people can, you know, will be growing other things. And we, we had a, by that time, we had a lot of customers in Oregon. Washington, Oregon were big areas for us. So we started to have customers in Oregon who started to put cannabis in. And we started to hear back that, it was doing really, really well um, and, you know, had more and more interest, but still didn't really have much of a clue. And then we went to, um, I went, we, we're members of the Northern California Nursery Association, have some customers in Northern California. So I went to a show, uh, Northern, Northern, Northern California trade show in uh, San Mateo, California, at the famous fairgrounds there in San Mateo. And um, so I called up, um, or, Dustin Fraser, who had had already contacted us because he had seen us in ads with the Northern California California Nursery Association, we were members, um, and so he was already you know looking at our product and working with our product, and you know initially we sent him all stuff for the root control bag, and then a couple of weeks later I realized you know he's trying to sell to like retail type people, so I called him up and I said look we got this other thing it's called the Smart Pot. It's for retail, you know, if I, you're calling on retail stores, I, aren't you? And, well, yeah, I am, you know. Well, let me send you all the smart pot stuff. So then like a month later, I called him up and I said, look, we're doing this trade show in, in San Mateo. It's a nursery association show, but you know, and he immediately goes, you know, hey, I'll work the booth with you, I'll work the booth with you. And I'm thinking, well, you know, I don't know that I need any help in the booth, but okay, you know, okay, okay sure, come on mm -hmm. down. So he comes down and, uh, the first, I may have told you this, I guess I haven't shared it with, with the world here, but uh, the show opens up and um, the, one of the first people that comes by, it's a, a nursery in Northern California. I didn't know who they were. You know, so I'm you know, giving them the spiel, talking about root pruning and root enhancement and water distribution, how it works really well. Well, Dustin's standing back and, and finally he just, he just can't contain himself anymore. So he jumps in front of me and starts giving these people the spiel. And you know, I, I kind of know about the product and I'm thinking, who is this guy, you know, jumping? 
Uh, so he starts asking him other questions and saying other things. Well, within about 45 seconds, with his spiel, yeah, I've been talking for you know quite a few minutes and not really getting anywhere. With his spiel, after 45 seconds, the guy, the, the guy literally says, well, that sounds good. Now, can I place an order right here? And uh, so it's like he turns to me and goes, oh, Kurt, get, get the order pads. This gentleman wants to place an order. I'm like, order pads? We don't bring an order pad to this crummy show. We never take an <laughs> order here. This is just a, you know, the CNBC. So anyway, um, and of course the difference was that his pitch was completely to a grow store, mm -hmm. which could be called a nursery and in fact would be called a nursery in Northern California. There are a, a large number of, 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 you know, nursery or garden supply stores mm -hmm. in Northern California. Uh, you know, spare time. I mean, just name them all. There, there's a whole bunch. Yep. And um, and you know, this is a retail product for them. Yeah. That was specifically for cannabis, but we didn't really fully understand that uh, that the whole market. Yeah. There, but it was from that show, from that point, that we really started to to. Uh, Focus on cannabis. Focus on well. Focus on grow stores. Yeah. Focus on specialty growing. Mm -hmm. Focus on the industry, particularly in Northern California. We pretty quickly got picked up by what at the time was NGW, uh, the the um, um, you know Sunlight Supply and now Hawthorne. distributor, which is now Hawthorne. Uh, you know, as 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 a product, they they wanted the Smart Pot, mm -hmm. and and of course the you know it was called the Smart Pot. So, of course, then when we started to sell into Northern California, we already had the Smart Pot. We'd been the Smart Pot for, you know, five or six years before yep. before we kind of put it, oh, it's Smart Pot. Oh, oh, there's a little entendre there. Well, we didn't know that, you know, a little innuendo. We were working by innuendo without knowing it for quite a few years. Just you know, to let you know that we we're kind of rubes and slow around here. You know, what's funny is you know? like whenever I'm wearing like a Smart Pot shirt or, or hat, half the time an old older lady is asking me about it. They, they think it's cannabis. I'm, no, it's actually con right. a container. Yeah. You can grow cannabis. In it, it is interesting when you wear, wear, wear Smart Pot stuff out. I've been in restaurants where, you know, I have Smart Pot stuff on and uh, the waiter comes up and goes, oh, you know about Smart Pots? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know about smart pots? And the guy, yeah, I know about smart pots. Well, what do you know about smart pots? It's like he'll launch into the spiel. And it's like you ought to come work for us, buddy. <laughs> that that's uh, it's it's always you know it's a fun it, it's fun to to recognize or have people recognize it and, and actually know yeah about a smart pot and what a smart pot can do and what you know what kind of a product it is. S smart pots are. Pictures of what they're growing. You yeah. Know, they want you, oh, look at my tomatoes. You know, look, I grew these cucumbers. Look at this. Yeah, smart smart pot is so. it's a household <clears throat> name now. You know, it's it's like Kleenex. You know, every tissue you blow your nose with is a Kleenex, and every fabric pot is a smart pot. <clears throat> well, like, that's you, true. You, you but blaze we, the trail. And like Kleenex, we try to keep a trademark. It is a trademark, registered trademark. Smart pot is a registered trademark name. And we work very hard to make sure that that it doesn't become a ubiquitous brand mm -hmm. that that has that has no meaning. It is a trademark. Yep. 
and uh, and it you know a smart pot is only made by us. Yep. And it actually turns out that smart pot is far and away the highest quality container on the market, and we work very hard and very diligently to keep it that way. That's right. And uh, so it, it takes a lot of daily work to you know keep that brand out there and to make sure that that brand means something yep. to people. You know, it's like Coke or Pepsi. When you get a Coke or Pepsi, you know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. You get a Smart Pot, you know what you're going to get. Yep, yep. Quality, Quality consistency. Quality, cons yes. Because yes. we're, we're, we've <clears throat> invented a new, you know, a new skew, a new, a new category mm -hmm. of fabric containers. Before us, there were no fabric containers. We invented the concept and the idea of fabric containers. Yep. Well, you want to make sure that your first use of fabric containers is very positive and that's why it's important to use a smart pot because a lot of our knockoffs are they're fabric but they're not the right fabrics yep. and they don't root prune and they don't they don't uh, add to the porosity and the aeration of the soils so they don't work very well or they don't work at all yeah and then after a month or two they fall apart yep well that's a fabric container but it's not a smart pot yeah yeah, yeah. And, 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 and an inferior experience can leave people yes. with a bad taste. In their yeah, mouth. and then so, yeah. people, and then and we have stores. A lot of times we'll, we'll talk to a store. Oh, can you carry the smart? But well, we tried some fabric containers, and and our customers didn't like them. Well, look, you know, you didn't have a smart pot in there. You had a, a cheap knockoff mm -hmm. made who knows where, and of course your customers didn't like it. You know, if you were a grocery store and you're selling, you know. Diet right, diet cream soda, with sugar, with, with no, you know, would, would your customers like that? No, your customers want a good brand of your product. Yep. You know, they don't want the knockoff. You've started them out with a knockoff. Right. A sorry, not just a knockoff, but the sorry stuff. You know, and then and then you say, well, our customers don't like that. Well, no. You, you, you know, you give them the right product, and they'll have a great experience. Yep. Yep. Um, so black was the original color, you know, kind of like the Ford Model T, and then eventually tan came out. Who had the idea of coming out with, with tan fabric for smart pots? That was a demand. Black was our original fabric, and black holes, UV, and there are a number of reasons why black, you know, works really well. Mm -hmm. We were asked by a number of growers in Northern California for a, a tan product that might blend in more kind of you know be a camo type of mm -hmm. deal so so we developed the tan for that okay um and it so you know, it was it was it was more for blending demand. into the environment versus yes. uh less heat absorption the heat absorption and people focus on heat absorption because you know black containers black plastic holes in heat and mm -hmm. attracts heat and and white repels it and everything but in a fabric, it's not that imperative mm -hmm. because that's the reason, you know, like I've got a white knit, you have a black shirt on. Well, if we go out in the sun, you know, it breathes, it's mm -hmm. porous. You know, there are slight differences and you can tell, but those differences are not that great. Some football team that's wearing a light, a white jersey versus a black jersey, it's porous, it breathes. The smart part is a porous, breathable fabric. So your temperature is going to be pretty much the same whether you're in a tan or a black. Now we have a lot of customers who say, oh, the tan or oh, the green will do, but 
you know, when we actually get uh, a thermometer, a temperature gauge in there and, and try to measure the differences, they are very, very minimal. The yeah. important point is you have a fabric that is breathable, mm -hmm. a breathable fabric. That's what makes all the difference in the world. Yep. Um, so that's what you're looking for, regardless of the color. You need, you need porosity and breathability to give you the aeration to allow that root structure to really, to really work and for the pot to really be smart. Nice, nice.